Yeah, Sensei in the house. I shall not tell a lie. Don't make me try. <laughs> Peace. It's Bacardi Dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hopefully last week you guys had a nice Father's Day. You guys want to talk about your Father's Day last week? Uh, well, my Father's Day was dope. We did the podcast. <laughs> that was part of it. But um, I had all my little ones with me. That's all I need. Um Neither of my baby mama said happy Father's Day. <laughs> but that's cool. Yeah, I ain't sweating it, man. Because my kids is happy. So that's all that matters. I ain't here to make them happy. I'm here to make my kids happy. That hurts a little bit, though. Huh? That hurts a little bit. No, nah, it don't because they petty. I said happy Mother's Day to both of them on Mother's Day. And I don't even like them. But well, well, you know what it is? It's, you know what it is. It's, it's this, real. Whole, this whole world don't appreciate Father's Day for some reason. That's real. Like, That's real. One of my mans on Facebook said, another year, the kids got sent home with nothing for Father's Day. But Mother's Day was a whole bouquet and everything. That, that kids right? made stuff. Yeah, they don't name it in the schools, right? Yeah. No, my son... He's the only one who got me something, actually. My oldest son, he made something for me in school. He got me a little Mardi Gras beads. Well, I don't know where he get those from, but he got Hopefully me he something. something strange for those nah. <laughs> He's the only one, but I appreciated that the most. Um, I don't know what it is. Fathers always get the short end of the stick, you know? What about you, Cardi? Well, hold on. Your baby mama sent me happy Mother's Day. Or happy Father's Day. <laughs> I'm there. Which one? Which one? But first, wow! I, mean, I would be surprised by that. But hey, what are you gonna do? I, I think the first thing we're gonna do. Yeah, that's my. Shout out to my ex-wife for sending Happy Father's Day to everybody but me. Everybody, you know, everybody in the phone book. Hey, you know, contactless. This is what I see it as when they still have that much hate for you. That just means they had a whole lot of love for you. Because they still can't get over it, bro. Yo, that's a lot of hate. You can't even say Happy Father's Day. Like, yeah. All right, so let's, let's jump into the situation, right? And our first topic is, why does my black skin make me armed and considered dangerous? Now, this topic is a real hot button because over the last couple of years, it seemed like every month, if not every other week, is a major case of like, Dad, why did that black man get shot? Like uh, Castillo, I don't, uh, I don't know. Fernando, Fernando, Castillo, Castillo, yeah. The cop got off, and everyone was saying like, you know, oh, the guy should have followed the directions and yeah. stuff like that. Oh, and that's we, a that's a great. Uh, uh, not that 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 was said, but that's a it's a great example. That whole situation of my feelings on gun control and the right to carry, you know, um, it's not for us as black people. I know That's everybody want to arm themselves, like, like, but I think you put yourself more at the Second Amendment, amendment right? right? Yeah. The right to bear arms? Yes. And it I, should be the right to bear arms if we're comfortable with you bearing arms. No, yeah, the right to bear <laughs> arms, everybody but black, black folks. Yeah, yeah, because, black I mean, in that situation, any of us who licensed to carry, 
would have. Well, I wouldn't have said nothing. First of all, with that situation, I don't understand why he said it. Because usually they ask you, are there any guns or drugs in the car, or anything like that? If you don't ask, I'm not gonna volunteer that information. He was trying to get in front of it. He was that, trying that to get in front of it. How he was really trying to comply. Wasn't and it? what's tough is I have I have friends, real close friends who are cops. You talk to them and you know what they, they say. They tell you like, oh, you gotta you gotta understand that you know the cop doesn't know his intentions and stuff like that. If I tell you I have a gun, my intentions is not to shoot you with it. Because if I want to <laughs> surprise you, I'm gonna pull it out with blast. Exactly. I'm not going to tell you I have a gun so now you can expect it. I'm telling you because for your safety, for mine. You know what I'm saying? So, And, and what's crazy, man. what crazy is, I seen a video the other day. It was an older white gentleman fighting with the cops, grabbing for their guns. Literally grabbing, <laughs> grabbing for their guns. He and they shot, subdue right? him. Yeah. He didn't get shot. He barely got strangled. Because he don't have this black skin. You know what I'm saying? And my thing is, uh, Noah, the comedian, the new Daily Show host. Yeah, Trevor Noah. His videos have been powerful. I shared it. Yeah, I think I saw one this morning. His video. He was just like, just think about how crazy it is. His girlfriend, Diamond Wilson. Diamond Reynolds, I don't know her name. Okay. I should have been more prepared, but I apologize for that. She remained calm and said, yes, sir. I understand, sir. I can't believe that you shot my boyfriend, sir. She's in shock. She's saying sir and being compliant the whole time. Just think about he it. He can't the even cop, do his job. The cop panicked. Yep. And shot the guy because he saw his life was in danger. Meanwhile, this black woman who just saw her significant other shot dead can remain calm because she's trying to survive the situation. She don't have training for this. She doesn't have crisis. Yeah, they're training. supposed to be trained. But, uh, you, but you know, to get into the topic, right? So... Why does our black skin make us considered armed and considered dangerous? Like, what, what, what? I understand the history of things that went down in this country. And, you know, people for some reason feel like young black men are, are, are aggressive and, and, and are always angry and stuff like that. But how do we, how do we continue to not be angry with the way that things are. No, it's not about not being angry. I think we're all very angry when we see circumstance after circumstance are the same thing. And I, it's, it's not unarmed, armed, licensed, unlicensed. It doesn't matter. It's the same thing over and over again. And there's always some excuse. And what I heard before was, well... The reason the cop gets off in a situation like this is because they charge him with the wrong charge. You can't charge him with murder. That wasn't the cop's intent to murder. So you got to charge him with manslaughter, second degree manslaughter, or whatever the case may be. Which this cop in the Flando Castile case wasn't charged with murder. He was charged with manslaughter. So I find second it. Second degree manslaughter. Absolutely. And he couldn't get convicted. So that just kills all hope. And, and the fact that I'm telling the guys that. Um, I watched the movie The 13th It's on the 13th Amendment And, and, and it breaks down how, how the Injustice system is what I call it It's not the justice system It's the injustice system Has basically created a society For black people to constantly be behind And then if you look back in history They had these movies The old spoof movies Black and white movies Kind of not spoofs But uh, 
uh, where they would paint the it would be white face black a white guy in black face so to speak and um, they would make it seem like he was a monster raping white women you know that's what they would show him raping white women needless to say the rapist was the white men raping their black slaves but they didn't want that image to be shown so they showed this image and if you constantly show people a certain image of a culture ethnicity like the black man it sinks in it's like soaks into their their subconscious and it causes a fear so i think that's what happened so bakari let us know how you feel i'm saying the, the, the question is like why they fear is this like i don't know i'm the person experience like i'm i know i read one time you said doctor nigger the more aggressive he is and I don't know if it plays out and, and well, dogs can get it. My thing about it is, it's just like, okay, forget about the generation times of past, you know, the whole slavery mentality, you know, they, they found us in Africa. Africa was, undis, you know, un, I don't want to say unconquered, but okay. unexplored to them, right? Civil right. slavery has been going down before 400 years, you know, 400 years of slavery. We about a hundred, a hundred and fifty years, fifty-something years from slavery being ended. We're about sixty years from the civil rights movement and stuff like that. I'm not saying it's been a long time, but it's just like, why aren't people being, why aren't black people being treated as individuals? I don't come up to every white person and think, you know what, white people do weird stuff, so I'm going to be highly alert and highly alarmed. Yeah. And then a majority. They're the majority in this country. So it's easy to take their actions and say, that's how a lot of them are, because it's such a huge group. Yeah. But we don't. My, my thing about it is just like, the, the most disappointing thing from Barack Obama being president, and I thought once he was president, that they can see the leader of the free world was an African-American man. And that, you know what? approach us to think, you know what, we have the capacity for more. But that still hasn't changed. Because it's hard to change like uh, when you have a fear of something. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And to go back to the, the cops uh, shooting situation, how can you, my thing is you can't do a job like that and have a fear. I mean, not to say you can't have any fear, but you can't have a fear of the people that you are supposed to be protecting, right? Um, there was another instance, I don't know if y'all know about it, but I heard it in the radio on Friday. Uh, St. Louis, the police were in a, a chase with somebody. These guys, they just committed a crime. They was in a shootout. They crashed. This officer, this black officer, came out of his home because they crashed on his block. He came, went to assist the other police officers, and they shot him. You didn't hear about that? So, it don't yeah. even matter if you're a cop. Yeah. Black seen, cop, you still black. Like, yeah, that, that recently happened in St. Louis. And I'm like, bro, you could, mean, be, you could be licensed. You could be a cop. The first thing they see is your blackness. And everything else goes from there. You see what I'm saying? This is a learned behavior. They just... They just I mean, as they doing it, and it's not trying to sound funny or anything like that, but like, I think some cops doing that should get a paid vacation. Like, I blast off my home, I'm gonna get suspended with pay. You know what I mean? Whatever. Well, it's nah, like, that cop. No, uh, that cop in the Philando Castile situation, he knew he effed fired. up. He knew he effed up. Because if you watch the video, he was saying, 
But he was blaming him the whole time. He was like, I told him. I told him. Like, you pissed at him for moving. You shot him seven times. Yeah. What about the, you what about you should be pissed at yourself. His hands up. He called for, he called for help because his car broke down. He got shot in the Oh, in the street? Yeah, they she, tried to say he was her. high on PCP. Yeah. It's always a reason. That's she the thing. She back pay because she was suspending all that. Gave any, oh. But it's not. I mean, I mean I'm, I done read and seen so many discussions. Well, not discussions, but um, articles and stuff about judges who are like, they got to be removed from their position because they're crooked or whatever, whatever. So just think about that. If you got a crooked judge, say a judge who don't like black people, you know what I mean? You got people in the KKK that's judges, all right? So when a, when a minority comes in front of their, stands in their courtroom and is in front of them, they can give them, they got their life in their hands and they give them whatever time they want. I mean, even even in the Tupac movie, when he went, they, they showed a court scene of him, uh, he's like, the judge didn't even look at him once. Uh -huh. He's like, he said, this whole time, Your Honor, you're hearing all these testimonies and stuff like that, you didn't look me in the eyes once. And even after he said that, I just didn't look him in the eye. <laughs> and then they granted him a crazy sentence. I mean, you know, movies are always sensationalized. Yeah. It's just like, what, what broke my heart is that his cases and instances where you're like, this is a clear-cut case where Real they got to convict this cop. He got to be convicted of something. Even the, the Minnesota, the, the Minnesota, the city of Minnesota removed the cop and says that, they you know, him they separated him from the job saying that, you know, they feel it's best for the city for him to no longer be a cop. Mm -hmm. So if you truly felt the man was justified in his actions, nothing was done wrong, they would put him on desk duty. Right. Yeah, he would still be employed. Well, he would still be employed, but the city separated from him? Yo, that's the thing. That's, listen. And this is why we, we and the, uh, well, that don't really fit. I was going to say, this is why so many of us hold that mantra. I'd rather be, I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by six. Yeah. Nowadays, if you carry by, if you judge by 12, you just probably the same as being carried by mm -hmm. six because you dead. Unless I, you got buku dollars. I have, there's so many, I have you know, so many young African-American males around me. No little nephews and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I got God children, you know what I'm saying? And I can't, to be honest with you, I know some people, you know, some people who are in the um, law enforcement tells me, oh, you can't think that way. I, I, I just don't even know how to truly tell them, you know, this is how you carry yourself. This is how you talk to an officer. This is how you make sure everything go by because it depends case by case on how yeah. the officer feel that day. You can you can ask you can answer questions a certain way, or you got an attitude now. No, I'm answering the questions to you the way that best to, I best know how to answer these questions. Yeah. I think certain it's not making an excuse for saying that. I think cities like New York, even though we have cops killings, they've been dealing with a lot of crazy shit in New York, so they're kind of more lenient here. You know what I mean? Opposed to other states with stuff that's getting popping off, like. But, um, you gotta tell your kids now. Just, just, just. I have a lot of <laughs> friends who are cops, cops, COs, whatever. I got a lot of friends that, that are cops, and uh, what I do is I just when these situations arise, I always ask them what their per perception is on it, or what they feel 
what they feel was done wrong, you know? And um, I asked one of my boys the other day about the Philando Castillo situation and what he feel was wrong in that situation. And he gave me a roundabout answer. He wasn't completely in support of what the cop did, but he wasn't completely against it neither. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And my thing, did the same, the same thing, thing, right? Because they don't like, they don't, and that's the thing that eats me up about certain cops. Like, just because you are on the force, you don't have to always support somebody's actions in the field if it's incorrect. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people working in many different career fields who don't know how to do their job. So what's to say a cop exactly. don't know how to do I his job? I, I you know told, what I'm saying? I literally told my friend who's an officer, I said, look, I know you're an officer. I used to just run to Facebook and share videos and what's in And then, you know, I kind of realized I, I'm kind of hurting some of my officer friends because I'm just not being, you know, objective. Mm-hmm. But I said to him, I don't believe you would have reacted that way. I don't believe you would have been so quick to shoot that cop. It's just like, yeah, well, it's different because, you know, I'm more cool in this situation. But my thing is, if that's the case, then this dude shouldn't have been on the streets. Yes, exactly. And you know what? There's training, there's certain training that they go through that doesn't necessarily simulate how to act in real life situations. My thing about it is, he reacted so quick from a compliance situation, if you see the officer that was on the passenger side, yeah, he, he wasn't bugging. He he was calm he because the situation escalated so crazy. He he didn't fit. He didn't. You know, I can't speak for him. He didn't appear to fear for his life. Mm. It was just one of those like wild situations. There's a child in the back seat of the car. He, he, you got to take everything into consideration. You got to take everything into consideration. Arm charge supposed to be brought against you. Reckless endangerment, child endangerment. And I'm like, I still uh, listen. That's why I say, and I had a discussion about Second Amendment rights. And yeah, I've I've used guns before. I'm not a real gun advocate. I prefer knives, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, but my thing is, my thing is. My thing is, with the, with the right to carry guns, people say, oh, you better get your gun license, you better do this, do that. I'm like, bruh, if we all got our gun license and we all carrying, I just think it's going to be the wild, wild west. You think, oh, people be safer now because I got a gun on me, I'm safer now. First of all, no, the cops is going to be more on edge because they know now everybody's carrying. So now instead of, you know, being a little patient with it's the situation it's going to ultimately go to I'm going to put my gun out and you better you know and, the people, and a lot of people like this cop they might have the training they might have shot their gun a couple times and you know ranges or whatever but when the situation arises that nerve takes over and the trigger is very light you see what I'm saying what, what confused me is it's like I understand if you, if you watch the video, I understand the cop, the conversation was a heated conversation, so you're on high alert. Yeah. He wasn't I even disrespectful. And the officers is just like, if you approach me with respect, I approach you with respect, everything goes down calm. I see nothing, I heard nothing but respect during yeah. the whole situation. The, he said, if you have a gun, don't pull it out. But he also asked for the ID. <laughs> That's what they be killing me with it. Yeah, don't move, but let me see your license and registration. Is it don't move, or you want me to get my license and registration? I, I, literally, I 
I don't understand. On a daily basis, I think about it in my head how I would handle situation, and I literally say to myself, if I'm in that situation where I feel like the cops are heated like that, I'm gonna be like, yo, you want my ID and stuff like that? It's mm -hmm. in my pocket. How are we gonna handle this? Because <laughs> I'm reaching for my wallet that's in my pocket. Yes, I got a ticket the other day though. I'm gonna tell you, you know, you know like. Cops roll up you know, on, on, on the driver's side, look at them, but turn around the passenger side. But anyway, make a long story short, she told me to get my information. Every time I reached to go to go towards the glove compartment, the cop like reached for his gun. So I said, I ain't doing it. I'm not getting it. She said, What do you mean? I said, Listen, you got my license plate number, you got my registration. And my ID happened to be in the thing. I said, Yo, run a, run a report, lock me up. I'm not doing it. <laughs> because I'm if I'm reaching it. for my information and he's reaching for his gun, I'd rather you give me the illest ticket that's you could give me. That's my guy. I got the illest ticket, baby. <laughs> to tow my car than for me to die because yeah, you don't feel I safe. Because you, you know, I don't want to fix. Go ahead. What you propose like a solution is? Like either we get more cops that look like this in our neighborhood, or like yeah, how do you that, that was that that was part of when I had a discussion with one of my friends a solution that you need. Um, policing and you need people from the community policing the community I think it would be less um, hostile situations because there's a different understanding and a certain level of respect but also they've tried that it's hard because of because of the way the whole policing system is viewed it's hard to get minorities who want to fulfill these jobs it's hard it's, it's, it, they've done studies and statistics it's like the applicants they, they even do marketing campaigns to get minorities to be police. Mm -hmm. And the, applica the application process is so thin up by minorities because a lot of people, a lot of people don't trust being part of the police. We're going, I mean, the yeah, and, that, and you know why? Like a situation, our, our boy Walter, uh, he told me about this book. I finally got it from my uncle, One, uh, One Good Cop, I think mm -hmm. it was called. Yeah. He was on the force. Um, dude used to run with a Supreme Team or whatever, yeah. then became a cop, and he moved way up. He was like, not police chief, but he was up there in the ranks. And an yeah, and he explained, I didn't get to read the um, entire book yet, I just got started, but he, in the book he talks about how, you know, they try to do him dirty in the force. So even if you are a minority and you join the force, to, I guess to try to change it from the inside, it's you a have heavy to fall, task. You have to fall back into the good old boy system. Yeah, right? Those, the dudes, the dudes who are out there looking to make a change, they look at you kind of crazy. Sort of like, who are you? You're not going with the system. I, I, to, I know this sounds easier said than done before we move on, but it's just like, where's the humanity on viewing people as people? For, forget about you know. I know it's easy to say it's easy to look at a person white, black, minority, stuff like that. But where's the human? The, the reaction to one another when a black man dies, yeah, it's not even pity anymore. Because really, they don't see us as it's equals. Three, three they don't see us as. I don't really think what three It's like a video game. Well, I, I don't, don't want to say that. I'm not going to say that because that's wrong. I'm not saying they don't see us as humans or equals, but it's become too common uh, an occurrence. And people start to grow numb to it. we starting to grow numb to it. You know what I'm saying? All this stuff we see on social media all the time. Like, I honestly see, like, so much stuff with, with 
cases of police brutality or just, you know, straight injustice taking place. And it's like, first time you outrage, you're like, I can't believe this. Why is this going on? This this guy, this can't continue, blah, blah, blah. Second time you see it, you be like, more the same. I'm just so disgusted. I'm Fifth, sixth, seventh, tenth time you see it, you like, oh, here this go again. You know what I'm saying? You become numb to it. It's, it's crazy. To, it's just like every time, this is the last, you know, I'll, I'll let you speak as well. But this is the last thing I'm going to say on this topic to, to move to the next portion of the topic is every time I think there's no way that this cop could get off from it, like the Freddie Gray thing, how do whole spine get shattered, handcuffed in the back of the van, and nobody else, they, there wasn't an accident reported. What kind of potholes did they run over that shattered his, yeah. his whole spine, but nobody in the car is hurt? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's crazy. Well, let me say I, I this. I remember, I remember the Sean Bell incident. Uh, I was living in Queens where when it happened, right? Yeah. Big long story short. I think I think one cop shot forty some times. I mean, he had to reload. He reloaded, right. shot again. Now the only thing I got to say is, this. no matter what TV show you watch, whether it be sci-fi, gangster, if you shoot a gun, you normally duck afterwards. If your life in danger, somebody shoot at you, you yeah. duck. You take Tom cover. Wayne duck. Take cover. Every some Star Trek duck. This man never ducked. <laughs> so his life never was in danger. He stood there playing his feet is, and kept shooting. How 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 one individual. How do you let off so many times, say, you know what, I need to reload and keep shooting again? And how do you say so your life is in danger? I, I, I want to move on to a next portion of the topic. My black skin be, you know, makes me on the city dangerous. Let's move into like a more of a the image we present aspect. Mm. And is does hip hop hurt or help our image? Right? Because before we answer, there's so many ways that hip-hop has allowed brown faces to enter to the homes of people who aren't brown and black, and for them to see us like, you know, wow, we're capable of artistic endeavors, you know what I'm saying? Young and old, it has, you know, brought a lot of our faces into the homes of people who don't know how we live. But also with that comes, you know, the sensationalism of the gangster rap and things like that. <laughs> Do more people feel like the gangster rap represents us than the positive hip hop? I'm gonna let you go first because I got a lot to say on this. Nah, nah, nah. Go ahead. I think, man. I, think I think they, they like again they look at us negatively, so they, they take to the gangster rap. They think all of us are like that. You know, how we refer to ladies or we refer to ourselves and the things that we do. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's like a it's a thin line. Like it hurt us and help us. It's it's, it's uh gave us the opportunity to, to, to move out the hood, to, to provide for our families. But the same token, when these individuals act a certain way, you gotta build like street cred, it, 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 it tears us down our community because I think we all act like that. Let, let me throw something out, it's crazy, right? Because how many, and, and I'm not saying just to be funny, I'm keeping it real, how many videos, even when you watch mainstream TV, have you seen of people of other cultures naming and dabbing, right? Mm -hmm. Which means, okay, you see an aspect of the hip-hop culture and you love it and you love the dancing move and stuff like that, but that still hasn't humanized, if, if I can use it. I don't know if that's yeah. true. Still haven't made us human in the eyes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
But How many people have LeBron James jerseys on, Kobe Bryant jerseys on, but we're still not viewed as a common person in this society? The whole hip-hop thing, and I felt like that at one point. I listened to, you know, that hardcore hip-hop. We listened to DMX. That's what we listened to in the car that's slow ago. But, you know what I mean, the, the gangster rap and stuff. And I was like, yo, I'll, I'll be mad sometimes. So I'll be like, we need more positive messages in hip-hop. But at the same time, that does hurt us, our image-wise, and how they see us. You know what I mean? Because they think everybody's a gangster, this, that, and the third. Every uh, a black person, whatever. Um, but now I don't even mind that message so much. Because the what they did, they realized they couldn't censor that message, right? And they seen that the little suburban kids was now picking up that old slang, slang and the, 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 the dabbing. Or the, you know, just the culture was transferring that way into those communities and they was like damn we got to do something different so they was like they found a way to profit off it you know those when i say they i mean the powers that be um they found a way to profit off of it but now they're they infiltrating us and now they're allowing more of this uh besides the trap music the 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 uh the what not demasculating, but no, they're trying to they're emasculating the black man, and these the rappers are playing right skirts. into it. Yes, <laughs> the they're wearing the, the skirts, the dresses, the handbags. They want to look prettier than the girls that they wit. It's and it's it's crazy how I see it. A lot of people see it. You got to see it. It's right in front of our faces that this is taking place, and people are just okay. I guess this is the new thing. Yeah. This is what hip hop is, you know. And I'm like, bruh, I can't, I can't even stand it. So, whatever. Even if it hurts us image wise, being thugs or whatever, I prefer that as opposed to the other. You know what I mean? Because. But why? Why can't we separate? Even even the negative imagery that we portray in, in sometimes. It's music. But they talk music, about right? they talk about sick crazy stuff. If you ever listen to these Some rock, rock records, these heavy metal <laughs> records, they talk about demons back, and a lot back. You know, the head off during his performance. But they say they can differentiate and say that's just music. Yeah, they can say that's just music. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let, Let the, the bodies <laughs> hit the floor. You would think that's a serial killer dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But it's I don't, just it, music. Doesn't, it doesn't allow me to say, you know what? That's how I view all people from that culture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And to me, it's crazy because it's just like, how could you love, cry? Like some people go to these people concerts and they cry just to see these people of black skin, these artists and stuff like that. But yeah. then they leave these concerts and walk around and view other black people just anywhere. Because they don't see them as the same. People are not seen as colored. White people used to love Michael Jordan, but, they, but he wasn't black to them. That's Michael Jordan, right? That's it. That's OJ like Simpson. But see, even OJ believed that. He's like, I'm not black, I'm, I'm OJ. Right. You know right. what I mean? You know, like, this is, else. they don't see it because it's economics then. It's either economics or it's um, stardom. You know, your star is brighter than your color of your skin. Yeah. And your pockets is outshining that. So when you got money, I mean, not to say that people with money don't still go through some of the stuff that regular black people do, because they do. 
You know what I mean? Especially if they don't like you, they don't care how much money you got. But it's a different. Um, they make excuses for you. And it's, say, a, it's, like, it's a different. Trying to find a way. So now I'm saying he's different. You know, he's different. The guy that shoots basketball or put words with him. It's crazy because it's just like, you know, I've even seen it working in corporate America, right? Where you run up on, not run up, but you walk up on people having a, <laughs> run up sounding crazy, yeah. but you walk up upon people having a certain conversation about a certain issue and they're talking about African Americans and then you kind of be like, yeah, that situation sad. These people are such and such. But not you, Morgan. You're different. You know what I'm saying? And you kind of just got to eat that. You feel so hot. Okay. Like, why, why, why is that person different? Here is the key. This is the key. Well, I, need, I need you to answer that for me because I go through it all the time. Well, well hold on. I, you can answer that in a minute. This is the key. I'm telling you right now. For me, how I feel all of this will change. We got to stop worrying about what they think about us, how they see us. And I'm talking about other ethnicities, other races. What we have to do is show them how we see ourselves, how we treat ourselves. When we start treating ourselves differently, when we start treating ourselves with a certain level of respect, they are then forced to treat us with a certain level of respect. You know what I'm saying? But we have to respect each other. We have to love each other. So many times when I talk about uh, cops killing innocent black people or this, that, and the third. They say, well, look how many murders is in Chicago. You got how many black-on-black -black crime. You know what I'm saying? It's always taken there. So it is, but at the same time, if we could get rid of that argument altogether by treating each other, respecting ourselves. Like back in the day, the reason the civil rights movement was so successful, not only was white people a part of the civil rights movement and they helped that progress, but we as a people took care of each other more. You see what I'm saying? You, you loved your brother. You wanted to help your brother. You respected your brother. You wasn't trying to tear him down so you could rise up. Because y'all all was down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we all got to roll together. On, on, a, on a kind of side note, I think the worst thing that happened to us is the introduction of crack in the crack era where wow. they kind of gave us a false sense of this is a way out. But further starting as competing against each other as using one erect one avenue to to be successful. And that could be it too, but also back when, when Michael talked when Cecil was talking about uh, civil rights, we also had different leaders, multiple leaders. Today we don't have yeah, that many leaders. Who's our today? See, back in the days you had like it was, it was uh, Ma Martin, Malcolm, Elijah oh, Muhammad, whatever. It was a whole bunch of different people. Uh, I mean, uh, Jesse Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I understand no, that, but why we always need one leader? If no, we just all have the leader. same mindset, if we, we all have, have the same mindset and just come together, you don't necessarily need one person leading everybody. But we need somebody to have a platform to give us direction. A lot of people don't have the direction. A lot of people are struggling. Yeah. A lot of people don't think they're doing it. They don't, don't, don't see it. Like if you have individuals who say, uh, go to school, get education, don't be in the corners. Um, you know, don't sell pussy. Whatever it is, you tell them don't do it. You know, <laughs> you know, you know. That's a part of our society. You know, no, that, that. that's but a part I'm of saying, every society. Man. Yeah. yeah but if, if you have somebody leading in a certain direction, whether it be the church, whether it be the mosque, whether it be doing a corner, big brother situation, whatever, then certain groups would look at each other as brothers, as sisters. Now, right now, we don't see each other that no more. We look at each other as he part of that gang, or he from that block. 
that's you know what I mean? If I don't rock with him or whatever it is, and and and, 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 and that's why we respond. It's division. They teach us division. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They teach us to be like, you know what? In the pursuit of this goal, I gotta knock anybody who's in my way, even right. if they look like me, kind of thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And the, the whole, you know, what's happening in Chicago? Sh- Chicago, for a small concentrated area, has a high mortality rate, and it's and there's a lot of ignorant, ignorant elements to it as well. But it's it's also just like that's a small population when we consider the masses. No, it is. But just like you talked about, the, the main topic was hip hop hurting us, our image or whatever. What are we saying in hip hop? We're not saying, oh yeah, I'm a pop this white dude or I'm a pop this cracker. Da, da, da. We saying this nigga try to play me. Yeah, I'm a pop him in the back. You know what I'm saying? So they take that stuff literally, and now it's look. They don't respect each other. They don't care for each other. Why am I gonna care so for you if you don't care for yourself? Because in their eyes, we don't value our own lives. Absolutely, absolutely. I, and I feel like the best way to try to get, and I, I don't, I don't want to say it. it's not about approval. It's not about acceptance because we don't have to get approval or acceptance. But for them to now, I guess maybe. Uh, see us differently and, and, and maybe not judge so quickly every person of color, we have to show the respect that we have for each other. We have to. There's, there's so many. I can't remember which cop killing was. it was. The brother said on, on the radio that he'll never want to transgress against another black person no more because how the cops killing us. And he said that, you know, he see people, whatever. Go, what's up, bro? We stare at each other. That's the dumb mm-hmm. shit we do. Don't and, say nothing. Right. <laughs> so, but now, I also apply it to my life, too. I've been in the car sometimes driving. People be standing at me. You may cut them off or whatever, whatever. And, you know, I go, what's up, bro? How you doing? I try to defuse the situation for this one. Because yeah. we're, so, we're so quick to go zero to 60. So, it's like, what's up, brother? You know what I mean? And then, yeah. I, I kind of always look like big black dude. 5'11", 2 and change. Like, if I do want to do something to him, I got to come out and wrestle him because he's a, he's a big dude already. So if I think I'm about to defuse it, hey, little brother, what's up, homie? Yeah. It would take away from the natural response that you know we do to one another. But, um, I just think we, we got to be more kind of one another and stop backbiting and hating each other because his sneakers are clean to mine. Cause we, all this is better, you know what I mean? His hat to the side. It's minor stuff, man. So, we got lightness. We got yeah, lightness. No, we so this is the last. I know. This is the last. <laughs> last portion of this topic, then we'll move on. Right. So let's keep our answers short, like a minute, mm-hmm. a little less. What can we do to improve upon our image in this country, or does this country need to wake up on its own? I just feel like it's crazy how we have to do so much things to change the way that the country be, be, reacts towards us. When is it the responsibility of humans to be humans? Well, I mean, I kind of answered that in my last statement. Like, I just feel like there's nothing we can do uh, specifically. I mean, as far as changing people's perception or, you know, we, we, we've shown that we can succeed in business. We've shown that we, we can rece- uh, succeed in science and you know, we can we can educate ourselves just like everybody else. College, you got kids, you know, succeed in entertainment. We we show we can succeed in so many facets. So it's not that you can't say, well, uh, uh, they can't do this or they can't do that. We've done it all. 
We can do anything we put our mind to, and that's a fact. The best thing we can do now and the and the, the most impactful thing would be just showing them that we respect and love each other. You know what I'm saying? Like like they do in I guess the Jewish community. You know what I'm saying? They stick together. Just because they have the same faith. Only reason. That's it. They have the same faith. They stick together. They help each other out. You know what I mean? If I'm going to succeed, you're going to succeed. Instead, we are crabs in a barrel. Always. Always been. You know what I'm saying? But I think sometimes, I may sound crazy for saying this, but right now, I think, really, fuck them. Like, we fly. And, and, and people, they, they everything they make fun of us about, they copy off it. So, you know, whether it be music, whether it be style, hairstyles, big lips. We get ridiculed for them, but they're really on our dick 10 years from now. So really, we don't really need them, honestly. Sometimes we'll be with, be with them, eventually they come over. But as of now, we just got to stop hurting each other. The only other answer I have is continue impregnating other ethnicities. <laughs> Sleep with as many white women you can so everybody is mixed up. And there's no white, no black. Everybody's mixed. That's the only, that's the ignorant answer. I just feel like we need to start behaving as human beings. I'm not talking about African Americans. I'm not talking about any Caucasian. I think as a whole, we have to start teaching people to be like embrace people as a human being, address people as individuals. If you, last thing I'm gonna say is I have little nieces. And then I have, you know, my peoples who have little kids and stuff like that. And you watch how the kids, the, the kids act in daycare, young little kids, white kids and black kids hug each other, love each other, kiss on each other. Yeah. Each other. They don't see, they don't see, they don't see skin color. They just see that's care. That's feel. Because racism that's isn't, it's not. Yeah. It's not. What's the word I'm looking for? It's learned. It's, it's learned. learned. It's learned behavior. So that's if we could all think childlike, then we wouldn't have these issues now. But the, I'm going to say this and then we move on. It's just like you hear so many times people of this generation say, "Oh, I'm not like my grandparents. Oh, I'm not like the older generation. I'm more modern and stuff like that." But these issues still exist. Why? Because we keep perpetuating the same stereotype. We keep addressing people by misconceived notions instead of treating people as individuals. I don't, I don't, as, as much bad situations that happens with the cops and stuff like that, I don't approach any cop thinking this cop is, is trying to kill me. I approach every situation with respect, but I'm also on alert that, you know what, I gotta understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. All, all we need is people to start acting as individuals instead of just following but think how things have been for the longest. But we spent a lot of time on a heavy issue. Yeah. So now we're gonna move on to a lighter issue, right? And this issue is called <laughs> friends with benefits, right? And it's it's funny Because we gotta spread love. So I know you're like how you transition in from this. That was too much down. So we wanna spread love now. Yeah. So we wanna talk about spreading it's, love. It's, it's so many it's so many sticky situations about how sex affects the relationship between men and women. Well, oh, men and men, you know, I can't really speak from that, but just... Don't bring st- it up, then. <laughs> That's a whole other topic, yeah, bro. <laughs> but how sticky things get when you introduce sex into the situation, right? And, and it's funny because I was watching a video that um, that Ray had posted. Yeah. You know, Renee? Renee, Renee, my yeah. guy. And then 
the guy was talking about like, you gotta watch who you having sex with and stuff like that. Cause you exchange energy when you have sex with people and stuff like that. So sometimes you have a grimy dude in your womb as a woman, and as a man you have a grimy woman that's receiving your seed and you know, you sitting on, on your penis. So we gotta really watch the energy of the people that we sleep with, because we sleep with so many people, you know. It's funny, because it's just like, we don't even have, anyone say they have standards and stuff like that, but we don't even vet people that we sleep with anymore. You feel a certain kind of way, you feel a certain kind of attraction, attraction and stuff like that, chemistry. and boom, we have sex. We vet people who, quote unquote, we want to be in relationships with, yeah. but we don't vet who we have sex with like we should. So, the first portion is, <laughs> of the friendship benefits, have you ever been a friend with a benefit? How, how long did it last? You mentioned the story last oh, week, <laughs> but Bukhari, I'll have you come out first. Yeah. I, I haven't had it quite some time, but I, yeah, I had friends with benefits. I had um, multiple. Freak off, go to movies, chill, you know, but nothing connected. Everybody have apartments, you know, it's just regular shit. It was just regular things. Like, you know, everybody know how we get in the club. There was no, you know, no set rules. Like, you made a smash and kept smashing, but she had somebody, had somebody. That's it, basically. <laughs> That's the question again. <laughs> I need to hear the question again. <laughs> so the topic is friends with benefits. Yeah. Have you ever been a friend with benefits, and how long did that last? How long did that last? Um, if you could speak on something different than last week, and you don't worry about <laughs> what's going on in the background. <laughs> no, I've, I've had that in the past. Yes, I have very, been. Very, very distant past. I have been a friend with benefits. I would say, uh, yeah, that, that situation I spoke about last week, that wasn't the longest one. That was a pretty long one. Um, <laughs> but I'd say, yeah, I, you want to say the time? <laughs> the longest friends with benefits situation I had. It's years. It was years, yeah. I've been friends with benefits, but the benefits wasn't as beneficial as I wanted to be. <laughs> you know That's why I had the moniker as friends on more, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, had, I had some of the benefits that I wanted, I didn't have all the benefits that I wanted, and I, I didn't have equal saving. But I think, to be honest with you, I think the friends with benefits thing, everyone kind of knocks it and stuff like that. You know, it could be positive, it could be negative. My friends have been in this situation last for like three years and changed me. Give me we could have got married in that time. Give me you know something positive about it. Positive about it is it's, it's like if your friends have benefit situation kind of could be like if you if you're dealing with the right person and you guys both have the same goals and stuff like that, you may not be ready to be in a committed relationship. Yeah. But you can build you, you can chop it up with this person if the person has the right energy and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Too many times we make friends with benefits extremely strictly due to the, that's the benefits and not necessarily the, the friendship, friendship that you can harbor in that friends with benefits. Yeah. Well, let me think about it. My yeah. friends with benefits, right? Mm -hmm. I have two of them. One got the cable in my name and one got the phone in my name. <laughs> <laughs> so There's the benefits. No, but I'm saying it wasn't. I can help them out. Like It started off sexually, but it moved on. We made friends. You see them? You might still smash. Mm -hmm. But they may fall on some bad luck. Yo, I can't pay the bill. Go too high. Let me use your name. Yeah. Let me do this. So I'm, I mean, when you say benefits, I'm thinking I'm not had situations way 
beyond sex. Like this shit lasts for decades. Like, he's, like so, so that's another car notes. Another, <laughs> another interesting aspect that we should have viewed sex. benefits. How do we define benefits outside of just sex? Um. That's, I think, when you say friends with benefits, of course, that's the first thing you think of. The main thing is sex. But it's like just having someone there, you know what I'm saying, who you can confide in, you can talk to, whether you even have another situation going, not in another relationship, but maybe starting it out, and then you have this person who you've been dealing with as a friend, so you they understand, they have a certain understanding of you. They might be able to give you some advice without emotions and feelings coming involved. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's a great benefit. Like Bacardi said, if you got a friend that's willing to put something in your name, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's another benefit. Well, that's how, I, I, mean, see, I think once you deal with, once I deal with a person a certain amount of time, and the older I get, the older I was getting, we didn't end things in a harsh way. It was like, yo, nah, I ain't doing that no more. We can do this. Yeah. We st- but you run into him and you say, oh, so how you been? I mean, I'm in a bad situation. Like, you're my friend. What's up? Let me... Okay, you know, no. Right. You know well, what I'm saying? But it's like... So I, I want to I wanna view this aspect of, to be honest with you, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I just feel like the reason why Friends with Benefits hasn't worked as well as any kind of taboo and stuff like that is, then again, we you know, to get back to the first topic that I brought in is, we having sex with the wrong people. In, in this day and age, we don't think about it. If, if you get really deep and philosophical, sex between two individuals is one of the highest you know, interactions you can have with a person. But what's, what's so out here just like, yo, I'm just trying to get a nut. I don't care. I'm just trying to beat. We can be friends as long as I get to beat and stuff like that. And we don't even evaluate the kind of person that we're doing this with. But that's not the case with friends with benefits because first, you got to think the first part is friends. So if this person is your friend, then they're good enough for you to be around, talk to, hang with, you know, if they're really your friend. There's a jump off and then there's friends with benefits. You're talking about a jump off situation. That line is blurred. Not with friends, though. I don't think so. I don't necessarily know about that one. I think you've highlighted the person Y'all, you know, you're keeping the hundred. We all grown, so you don't seem really going nowhere. And then you, y'all do, y'all do your little one two, and that's it. And then if you, if you lonely or bored, you call them. What you doing? What are you doing? We're we'll hanging, get some eat. Then you smash. So let me, so let me ask etiquette wise, right? A friends and benefits situation. Like I told you, I was the one for way too long, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you said it was the one that lasted for years and stuff like Second that. Second relationship. Should, should, should they? Should there be a timeline on how long you should be friends with benefits? Um, it's, you know, it's different because... Nah, I don't think so. I mean, we're, we're all in a situation... Let me tell you something. We got a family it's member, right? Mm-hmm. We got a family member. They've been, they've been uh, friends with benefits for the last 25 years, huh? That's not friends with benefits. That's a whole nother relationship. Yeah, but still, they it's once not, married, it's not, married kids. It's not friends with benefits. It's mistress. Oh, and mis- titles. And yeah, stuff. Okay. I mean, when you, right. it's completely I, I, I different. Think I know the you're talking about, but yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> that's completely different. Yeah, that's and, and, and I would say, um, there's no time frame on it. But eventually, it, it, I think eventually it passes. It goes through a stage 
where it's like, okay, that's what I was thinking about. You know what I'm saying? Why isn't this friend with benefits now? I want y'all in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Why don't you take it to the next level? You may both and your men be in the relationship. Then that's, that's then that's, that's side the piece. That's then the next you, question. That's the next question. You know, question. so my thing was, in my situation that I explained last week, I dealt with somebody who we both agreed. We both were single. We both agreed. We just wanted to chill and mess with each other, but not a relationship. Like, I'm your girl. Open. You know, I'm your man. You're my girl, whatever, whatever. And uh, what happened was, my feelings grew, and mm -hmm. I wanted more. You know what I mean? So... When we got to the point where she wasn't for it, she'd rather keep things the same. I had to make the decision. Am I going to continue tolerating this? Or I'm going to just say, you know what? We can still be friends, but we can't do that no more because, you know, it's not enough for me. And that's what happens. It's, it reaches a point. I, I, I think, you know, of a certain age, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 35 in two months. I'm already married. But if I was single, I couldn't be friends with benefits for six months to a year. After that, after that, it's just like, yo, what the hell are we doing? You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, people are hurt from previous relationships, so they're not quick to jump into something serious. But like, yo, if I feel enough to spend that kind of energy and time around you, I want, I want shit to evolve. Yo, it's a line. Because yeah, first of all, <laughs> if you, I don't six months six a months year, yeah. if you smashing that, and it's just great. And then you get to that six month point and you like, listen, baby, I really, I'm feeling you. We got a great chemistry. I think we need to make something more of this. We need to be together or just not. And she'd be like, well, I'm not ready to be in a relationship. So if you saying we can't sleep together anymore because we're not in a relationship, then I guess that's it. But I'm not ready to be in a relationship with well, you. You're going to be like, nah, um, I think whatever. I ain't sleeping with you no more. Please, bro. You're going to be like, you, you, probably, you probably will still want to occasionally hook up and stuff like that, yeah. but you wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't keep that energy as really my friend because how 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 if someone you chilling like that in heavy rotation like that for more than a year? Come on, at this particular age, I'm not. I wouldn't be out there chasing like that. You know what I'm saying? At this particular age, you want something comfortable, even yeah. if it's not. I think it's it's situation. some situation. If you have a friend with benefits too, it it kind of keeps you from ever getting into that relationship situation so it blocks your ben blocks your blessing so to speak because you can be content in that and you'd be like well you know i'm not backed up because i got my friend with benefits over here so i'm getting that yeah, i think my you know what I'm saying? Benefits is like, i don't really need the headache of having like yeah, a girl you know what i'm saying because like, i'm getting what i need from that but then some people want that whole girlfriend like my like my homie ain't my homie. Let me call this motherfucker up. And <laughs> yeah. So, so like, let me let me like move to the next portion. The next portion <laughs> of the topic, right? Which is, what's the difference between friends and benefits, or friends with benefits and side chicks? Well, because that's the blurred line, right? Because it's easy. I, I, the side I, chick situation could stay a side chick for as long as you, you need it if there's an understanding. But when, the friends with benefits to me is just like, yo, we both unattached. But yeah, for some you have reason, to have me in a relationship to have a side reason, chick. Yeah, but for some reason, I think. Yeah, 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 but for some reason, we decide, all right, we're going to keep playing this song and dance for as long as we can. Obviously, the side chick is a situation where you're attached, and then you decide that, you know what, I, it's not good enough to leave my current situation, but I still want that thing on the side. So what's really the difference? 
That term side chick is new to me. I don't know. I ain't. That's some shit I heard from <laughs> World Star a couple of weeks ago. I don't know. But, um, no. It's like the same thing. I mean, you, you can play semantics. It's like the same shit. You can have a side chick don't be in a relationship. You can have a side chick friends with benefits. Listen, I think you get so much, uh, so much more out of a friend with benefits if it's, if it's conducted properly, so to speak. Because it's your friend. So you actually have a real friendship. It's not completely about sex, but when you say friends with benefits, that's the thing that you know overshadows everything else. So there is sex there, but it's friends first. A side chick is not no kind of friend. You know what I'm saying? That's not what they're there for. And what it is, a side chick is really giving you that 20. They got the 80-20 rule, right? Mm -hmm. So there's no such thing as a perfect relationship. But what you're going to get from your woman in your relationship, you hope she gives you that 80% that you need to want to be with her together. There's that 20%. Why look at me for like... like I'm, not, I'm just like, talking like, to you, right? Like, 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 kind of way. No, I'm just I'm learning something. <laughs> that, that 20% is the things that you may not get from your spouse. You know what I'm saying? Those little extras, whatever, whatever. That's not necessarily important. But it's you want. So you know, she hole. may not be doing this extra that's freaky stuff. Or she just may not be as good a communicator, you know, <laughs> as this whatever. But anyway, it's that 20%. And then you get that 20% from your side chick. So, so, so that's, that's it. So that's, the first benefit situation, a person who's in a friend benefit situation has a higher standard than a person who's being the side chick? I think it's more of a respectable position. <laughs> yeah, yeah because as a friend with benefits, our friends with benefits are in the sachet situation. This is a, this and, is and they guess you know they package it nicely. Well, no, see what happens is if if the if the per, if the chicks let's say if the guy's in a relationship and he has his friend with benefits, it's not a friend with benefits with to him. That's his side chick. To her, he's her friend with benefits because she's not attached. You see what I'm saying? You can't be in a relationship. And have friends with benefits. I think this is tomato tomato. No, it's not. You can't be in a relationship and have friends with benefits. That's you're cheating. The the girl who you said she's not attached, but he's attached, so she's to her. That's her friend with benefits. Yeah, she doesn't want to be because she's single. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Yeah, she's not gonna call herself a side chick, but that's what she is to him. It's the same shit. We just playing world semantics. It's all about how you see yourself. <laughs> <laughs> she don't see herself as that, therefore she is not I think, that. I, I think most times it's hoes. Because she give you what you want. You might give her a few things that she want. And then when you want it again, you call each other. They know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. See, this is the problem right here. How are you going to call them hoes? It's not a hoe. Working girls. What is what, the term? So, okay, so what is a dude who, who's a side nigga? Like. Or I don't do. see dudes put themselves in a situation. He's, Are you kidding me? If you sleeping with a married woman dudes on the side, or you sleeping with a girl who got a man, you he's a side knocking, dude. He's knocking it down, taking his fit hat. Oh, so you're not a hoe? Don't, 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 don't get a woman that. See, I don't like that. I don't like that, though. Because don't make the women hoes because they want to do what they want to do. I'm saying that's okay, Neverman. That's okay. I'm not. That's okay. I'm going to wrap this topic up. But hold on, let me say this real quick. I done dealt with chicks, right? And took their man hat. So, like, you well, took his hat? You're a savage. <laughs> That's a savage shit. So, like you sleeping shit. with his girl, you're like, yo, I like this fitting. You rock his tips. Yeah. <laughs> took his jacket. 
So yeah, you the worst kind of. The worst kind of, yo. So, uh, before I wrap up the topic, I guess the last portion I want to say from this is, can this be healthy in the long term, friends with benefits? I just told you someone put, put sitting in their name and all the wrong here. Hell yeah, it's beneficial. Friends with benefits is very healthy. When you are both single, let me emphasis on that. It can help you get through a time where you are not ready to be in a relationship. You might may not be fit to be in a relationship. And you have somebody who can help you just get through that time period. This is the it's opinion healthy. that used to always get me shit on the last podcast that I had. Because I would it? say shit, they'd be like, oh. Whose side are you on? Because I shouldn't be on the more macho side or whatever. But like, yo, if you're in a friends with benefits situation for more than two years, one of y'all motherfuckers is broken. <laughs> Seriously, one of y'all broken. One of y'all got issues. Listen, if you're friends with benefits for more than two years, somebody's attached to somebody else, somebody got major issues, yo. So no, because as an adult, not as kids, as younger people, oh. under 25, under 30, you could probably be a friends with benefits for mad long. Somebody you grew up with, y'all just smashed, which I live on. But East you got to understand, it's but not two a consistent thing. No, let me, it's not a consistent thing. For more than two years, if you got broken, All right, yo. no. If you were single for two years, right, and your friend was single for two years, and y'all, y'all that was it consistent? Not regularly, no, not regularly. Because a friend with benefit situation is not regularly. Like That's I'm not smashing I'm you every week. We're not yeah. hooking up every week. Uh, 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 you know what I mean? You can have a rotation of friends with benefits, but I'm saying if you have someone consistently in your life, y'all hang out, y'all do shit together. Y'all might even fuck, y'all might even mess around. I try to catch <laughs> Y'all might mess around and do trips together and stuff like that. For two years, y'all rocking strong, and y'all don't, y'all don't want to be in a relationship. One of y'all motherfuckers is broken. Y'all need some comfort. I'm kind of confused now. You trying to tell me you saying you can't have a friend with benefits if you're in a relationship? It's not the same title. No. That's living in a world, right? Where you you want to feel you want to feel good. He's trying to justify his balls. It's the same shit. I don't think so. So what is this? This is my mistress. If I'm a relationship, it's a different title. Okay. It's just like yeah. It's just like if you exactly if you dating a girl, y'all boyfriend and girlfriend, and you cheat on her, what is it called? It's called cheating. No, no, if no, no, you're no, no, married, no. it's called adultery. No, no, let, let me <laughs> you see what I'm saying? saying? It's, it's the same up. action. Uh-huh, uh-huh, it's just uh-huh, different uh-huh. titles. I'm not, I'm single, and the lady I'm dealing with is single. Friends with benefits. Yes. You said it's not on a regular basis. Maybe every three months. Okay, so in a three month period of time, I didn't see her. I got in a relationship. Okay. Now. Three now months you come, hook up with her. I hook up with my so-called cheating. friends with benefit. I'm cheating. She your side chick. We both upgrade our titles now. Automatically, because she's, she's a side. <laughs> no, you still have friend with benefits. She didn't change. You changed on she her. She's sticking it. That's why dating. Just like cheating and adultery. It's, it's 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 only adultery because you're married now. A status changed, right? If you boyfriend and girlfriend, oh, he committed adultery on me. Oh, he y'all married each. No, we're not married. Then it wasn't adultery. He cheated on you. Right, so you see what I'm saying? That's <laughs> mad. It's a dictionary, right? don't know. Yeah. So we, uh, Break out the stories. The next topic is culture vultures. Is it flattery or mockery? Right? We kind of touched on it a little earlier with the black image and hip hop and stuff like that, but the culture vulture thing is just bigger than just hip hop, right? Like, for instance, it was wild. Like, black women have been rocking French braids for forever, but the Kardashians went like a week or two where they was rocking French braids, and they're like, oh, it's a new trend. 
<laughs> that you know women are wearing their hair, their hair that way. Even when Bo Derek did it back in the days, you know what I'm saying? Bo Derek was a famous uh, social yeah. model or something like that. She got it from watching things she saw in Africa, right? So I, I say that to say this, the culture vulture thing. Is it flattery or is it mocking us, right? Because we don't, we don't never get the credit for the things that we, we bring to the forefront. We owe, even look, look at rock and roll. You know, rhythm and blues and that's, stuff like that. That's we created those genres. It was taken over by other people, and now it's there. That's death. That's death. That's what that so is. So culture I think it's a little is both. Though. It's a little both. Sometimes it's flaring to end up being on our dick. Look at that. They hate us, but won't be like us. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, yeah, it's, it's like take it. You know what I mean? It's a little both though. At the same time, like I'm saying earlier, it's just like. But if you profiting, if you profiting from it. And you're not giving the credit where it's due. That's when it becomes a nasty, disgusting situation, mockery, so to speak. It's tough, right? Because you know, for in order for something to grow, you need inclusion. You need it to just not belong to a certain group or a certain niche, right? Like, just think about it. Hip hop was all music. It was all voice and stuff like that. But hip hop got really crazy and universal. Eminem came along and like what before Eminem before it was Eminem. Beastie Boys but you know it took someone of a different culture to come in and embrace it as well and then it had more of a commercial appeal mm. so do you view how Beastie see Beastie Boys and Eminem to me were respectful of the culture right mm. they always acknowledged where it came from Eminem will always say that you know he he's successful in a black culture you know what I'm saying? So he, he gives it props and stuff like that. But then we have people like Elvis, who, who learned it from certain people and just act like, nah, this is this something is different. Yeah. So what the devil do? The devil always tells him, man, I know, so. You know what I'm saying? So, but I mean, the title itself says it's, uh, um, it's wrong and it's negative. It's a negative conversation. Culture vulture. Yeah. A vulture is a creature that dead picks yeah. from, you know, dead carcasses, like, so that in itself, when you label it that, you know what it's about. But I think it's like, I mean, you can take it as flattery. Everybody copies off of everybody, first of all. But yeah, I think, and it's not just with entertainment or music. People, you, you think music first off, but we've been stolen from in so many forms and fashions. Like you mentioned earlier, look at the lips. Wow. Women wow. are getting collagen injections. Uh, the things that we, as a people, have, have naturally. Yeah, but what's crazy is this though, and not saying us, but sometimes thing is that we make mockery of our sisters for having big lips or big asses, and we tease them before they attract them somebody else. It's like it's like, oh my God, look at your lips. But back in back in the days, like big lip, would be big lip Susie. We find it attractive on our women too. I wouldn't say as kids, we tease them. We was kids or we was younger, we tease them for their looks, or we tease them for certain different different things. But now that we go over, she a Kardashian or something like that. It's like, oh, look at her lips, or you know, general. Yeah, because think about it. if Kim K had a flat booty and she didn't do the booty job, would people be thinking Kim K was that big of a deal? You know what I'm saying? Like Culture vulture. Fucking pamper. So, Listen. so the next, uh, the next oh. sub subtopic of this thing is, black culture is accepted all over the world, but black people are not. 
Why is that? Like, why do they love our culture? They love our swag. They love things about us, but they hate us. Go back to what you said earlier, the media. The media portrays a certain way. They just think, you know what I'm saying? We thugs, criminals. My thing is, if I embrace something of someone, their ideology, they, the way of thinking, the things that they do, I would have to at least respect them enough to respect the individual who did that contribution. Yeah. But it's like they separate it. They're like, you know what? I can respect LeBron's talents, but he's still an N-word at the end of the day. I think I, do, I think I think I think I understand their way of thinking. Like for instance, sometimes you go to let's say a successful white family, kids in college or whatever. You see, they got the blueprint, certain things. I, I respect they move how they moving, but I don't like them. I, you know what I'm saying? Like you, like you talk about how they deal with certain different things. You talk about the topics. I can't think of one right now. And we say, oh, I don't want. I want to emulate they what they doing and bring it to our community, our home. But at the same time, I don't. Ain't. You know what I'm saying? I won't pay him no homage or anything like that. I did that. Mm-hmm. At least had like a little booth on it and I, and I looked at it, but I got the formula. Well, if there's one thing to like watch, like to me, I watch successful people. I don't necessarily follow someone successful because they're successful in black, but they're successful in a minority or successful in white kind of thing. I follow success. I want to, you yeah. know, have that success in my own right. But yeah. it's the success I follow. But I still don't disrespect the person. I still don't, you know, separate the talent from the individual. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, it's just like, I just, for years, even if you go back to medicine, the Egyptian culture, things like that, it's just like people praise the Egyptians as some of the most contributing and intelligent, you know, society that we had from back in the days. But don't recognize that it was black people who were the Egyptians. <laughs> so much to the point where yeah. now they they retell the Egyptian stories with white skin. They act like completely it wasn't in Africa. You know what it is? It's for the simple fact that it's hard to do the things that have been done to us and sometimes continue to be done to us. And for them to treat us the way that they treat us it's hard for them to justify those actions and be comfortable with those actions, but at the same time give us the props and the praise for all the great things that we've done and the many different ways we contributed to society. It's like, how can I show you that respect and give you that praise and honor you for doing this, that, and the third, and at the same time still justify the wrongs that I'm doing to you? Or have been done to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like two, two things, and I know I, I keep bringing it hip hop. I'm a child of hip hop. We grew up in the hip hop era, so it's easy. Yeah. Just two huge black products, you know, black things that we should be wealthy off of that we're not. Black hair care products yeah. and hip hop. We we're not even the number one profiters. You know, people who profit from these things. There's a lot of black, black people that profited products. from the hair care industry, but yeah. yeah Madam C.J. Walker was our first yeah, black millionaire due to the black hair product. But we, we, like, we're the number one consumer, well, we're the number one producers of certain things, but we're, we're not the number one profit. It goes you know back, it goes back well, to that's because, entrepreneurship. Oh, it's like, we, yeah. don't, we, don't, we don't see that. Like, again, 
I was saying earlier, how we can look at somebody and say, this is the formula and take it. We don't do that, though. We don't see ourselves as bosses. Like our parents tell us all the time, man, go to job, go to school, get a job, and work for somebody else. Work with somebody, so... Not learn to be a boss. Dane Dash broke it down the best. And he was on Power 105.1 and he said, listen. That's one of my favorite Power 105.1 interviews. interview, right? He's like, yo. As upset as Dane sounded, I just loved the mindset. He said, I don't work for nobody. He said, I don't have a boss. How do you feel? How do you tell your son you got a boss? You a grown man and you got a boss. You know what I mean? He's like, my son will never have to say anybody's his boss because what he did with the whole Rockefeller movement and how they started, he put his own money up. He put his own money up. If you believe in something, if you don't ever want to call nobody your boss, you have to find a way to start your own. And for, to do that, you have to invest in yourself, right? And you have to invest in whatever you believe in. But that's the thing. And going back to hip-hop, that's the problem in hip-hop. They... I see nowadays it's a lot more independent companies you see yeah, you're doing things independently, independently artists doing so. independently instead of just going to a major label and which is usually run by the others industry. which is usually run by the others of different color different ethnicity and then you have to fall in line to what they want you to do how they want to market you they are giving you this front money so you 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 behind the ball to start with your sales you're only getting but so much off albums this down the third Instead, start your own. You know what I mean? That's what you got to do. And, and because we're coming down in time, yeah. we kind of touch on the next topic I was going to ask. How can we profit more from our culture? Just, I, I just think about it's it. Even though, even though it's, it's, it's crazy now, like, remember, before our time, obviously, like, there was the Negro Leagues, right? Because mm -hmm. they wouldn't accept yeah, African-Americans. And then what we do, we went and joined them. And then, and, and then prosper. Okay. But now, to be honest with you, I think if we had the right mindset, not that I'm about exclusion, but I'm about ownership. If we decided to do a Negro League in basketball, just think about that. Damn is, is Negro League. <laughs> What's that? 7%? But they're not, the prop, they're, they're not making the most money off of it. Yeah, it's the, it's the Negro League with the players, right, but not, not with the general managers and the owners and, and even the coaches. Hard, it's, it's, it's a more liberated version of slavery. All the labor and the talent is, is from one particular group, but another group is the one who profit over it. Yep. And think about it, you know, infrastructure. There's enough money in the minority com uh, communities to make a strong black league that can operate within itself, right? Because we, we can own buildings, we can own arenas and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's not the mindset. The mindset is to make money so fast and not think about legacy and lasting wealth. Yeah. That's you know what I'm saying? Thing. Just think about it. Jordan is the only minority, uh, majority, majority black owner we have, minority. I think, in pro sports. Yeah. In pro sports. Pro sports, all the nah. things. They got a few soccer players. I think. Mellow owns soccer team in Cuba. I mean, it's, it's small. It's scattered. Yeah, I'm talking about majority. We don't, we don't pay attention to sports. soccer. Yeah, we don't <laughs> pay attention. Major sports. Football, Jordan yeah. is the only black majority yeah. owner of a major sports franchise. Yeah. And, and before that, it was Bob Johnson who sold the team to Jordan, right? But it's just like, think about it. The mindset is just that we make money so fast, 
or we sell up, we sell off before we get we sell um, out. really pass the legacy on. Yeah. So how can we profit more from our own culture? We have to have that mindset. We have to start having those conversations. Yeah. We're so busy just talking about stuff that's for today. We don't think about tomorrow. We might get killed by police. We gotta change the narrative. Change the narrative. They distracting us with that. That's a distraction. We're talking about those killings and all that stuff, which we did discuss about earlier. <laughs> but we need to talk, have more conversations about economics, have more conversations about wealth and how to build it. That, and that's that's one, the, I think one of the most unknown facts is one of the biggest contributors to wealth is insurance. People have insurance plans that after they pass, take care of their children and allow their children to have something to stand on and that cycle continues. Mm -hmm. a, lot of, a lot of companies were built on the back that their funding came from passing down of trusts that were funded by insurance. insurance. Yeah, but most of our people, not to sound, sound negative, but most of our family that was dead. But you know what I mean? We got dead, not, not us, I'm saying that. But that's the point. That's the point. We, we more think about looking good for today and not passing on the last, the last love <laughs> Yeah, I was just listening to that Hood Rich by Birdman and Baby. Remember that? Paid up, ooh. Hey, Birdman and Baby. Hello, Gucci Ain't got no job, but I stay fly. Ain't paid up. Oh, what's that? I said Birdman and Baby. Yeah, this is one of those things. We're going to end the podcast on that note. Yeah. 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 Um, well, my view for the week, people, is stay alive. <laughs> stay alive, because as long as you're living, you can do whatever you want. Every day you wake up is a blessing. You know, every breath that you take is a gift from God, and make it worthwhile. Do whatever makes you happy, as long as it's not hurting anybody else. Simple as that. Uh, continue to stay sucking-ducking. Stay away from suckers. <laughs> sucking-ducking. I, you know, just to reiterate something I just said, you know, we have to have the mindset of building a legacy, building entrepreneurship, building infrastructures in our communities. Just think about it. If you have the money to pop a bottle at least once a month, and a lot of people out there are doing that, get an insurance plan yeah. that's going to take care of your kids when you're gone, if you have a, you know, a early demise or something like that, but just to pass something on. We always have to start over. People don't even leave enough insurance to cover their final costs. Family members have to do GoFundMe, borrow money from family members, have a party to raise money to have a funeral. Just think about that. Individuals don't even leave behind a legacy to take care of their own final cause. Yeah. So we gotta start having these conversations. We gotta start, if you wanna mimic anything, don't mimic how fly somebody is as far as their cars and stuff like that. And don't get it twisted. It's nice to have nice stuff. But take care of home and build a legacy. And that's my view for the week. We out of here. We Peace. out. Peace. Views from the friend zone.
Start.